2: Hello, welcome to 1874. It's time for a match preview show as Villa travel to Bramall Lane to play Sheffield United at tea time tomorrow. Inexplicably chosen by Sky again, they seem to have an obsession with Villa and Sheffield United having already put the home game on on a Friday night. I'm joined by my Sky Sports News colleague Dave Reid, someone I've seen a lot of obviously recently. Dave, how are you? We you know, we've had uh, we've been involved in the transfer window, but it was an, an odd window, wasn't it? <laughs> Not much happened, I think less than a hundred million spent by Premier League teams. But we've had a good time. And that's that's the main. <laughs>
1: we have had a good time, yeah. We we weren't there we were there for the deals or the money, we were we were there to have fun.
2: And we did and have we fun. Had we had fun. we had lots of fun through through the month. But yeah, Villa active on the last day. Let's talk about the transfer window a little bit first. Brendan Rogers? It certainly was not Brendan Rogers. It was Morgan Rogers signed from Middlesbrough, someone who played against the club recently, Dave. With Duran being out for a few months now, it felt important that we got some kind of player in, in involved in the, in the forward line. Of course, Bertrand Trioro has moved on as well, although has he ever played? Not really, over, over the last few years, although he did score some important goals. But it felt like we needed to get someone in, and Morgan Rogers seems to be someone that Unayam is excited by.
1: Yeah, I think so. It's one that I think he, he's explained today, really, that the club had been following for a little while. And there's obviously a connection. A lot of the staff at Villa are aware of of Morgan Rogers from their time at the West Brom Academy. So, oh, if you've got West Brom Academy so, so, on your CV,
2: there's a chance of a job yeah. somewhere at Villa at the moment.
1: Absolutely, yeah. So already there's some in-house knowledge of what Rogers has kind of grown up with and what he's probably he's capable of and he's kind of football ceiling. Um so, yeah, I mean, I think he'll, he'll give a little bit of a boost. I mean, I wouldn't be expecting him to come in and absolutely set the Premier League alight. I don't think he's going to be one of those high-impact signings right now. It's one that we've moved on uh, quickly uh, to get done and probably earlier than maybe Villa would have liked. But, you know, maybe if you do wait for someone to set the championship on fire the price tag that we've paid probably doubles these days. So it's someone that we've kind of got in and got through the door early for a a reasonable fee. I know, you know, 16 million quid is is a lot of money, but it's a reasonable in footballing terms. So, yeah, he's someone who can play left, right, 10. I I heard um, Unai say today that he could maybe even play as an eight. So that would be interesting if he plays in central midfield. or I mean, I kind of think that he would probably play in the wide positions and move inside to play in one of the number 10 spots so but yeah he's somewhat and then as I kind of said on on Sky a few times I watched the game at Chelsea at Stamford Bridge and he led the line on his own and I thought he was really good physical tall put himself about wasn't afraid to fight with Colwell and I think it was Thiago Silva playing that night usually Uh, obviously you know absolute experience uh, on his part, anyway, and I thought he played really well, so I think he provides an option as a backup for Ollie Watkins. So, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing him play.
2: Yeah, I mean he'll be on the bench undoubtedly against Sheffield United, like you say. You know, he could be, he probably will be backup centre forward essentially t- tomorrow because Zaniolo's added to the the injury list, which hasn't surprised me the way he was throwing himself in against Newcastle on on Tuesday night. This feels like an important game for, for Villa now. It feels like. The season, it's not not like hinging at at the moment, but it it feels like a win is a a must. Although I've said to you before we came on, I feel like we've got a great record at at Bramall Lane. But after the defeat on Tuesday, we have been stuttering and stumbling. I said before that although we were stuttering and stumbling, we weren't losing games. Now we've lost a game. It's important not to lose two in a row.
1: Yeah. um, I mean, it's maybe not a game where our season hinges because there's still a lot of football left to play. But I think it's a game that if we win or, you know, if we if we do manage to get three points, that it just lifts the feeling a little bit because I, I feel like, you know, yes, we haven't been losing games, but there's been a slight dip in enthusiasm um, amongst supporters and there's been a definite dip in performance amongst the players. So just to get that positivity and get that feeling back amongst the squad, amongst the fans, that's why I think tomorrow is really important. Yeah, it,
2: it is. A, it is a difficult one because you know, on the face of it, you know, that was the first defeat in nearly a year at home. I felt the atmosphere all around wasn't right on Tuesday. I don't know whether it was something to do with an eight fifteen kickoff, but it was almost one of those games where you feel like some 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 fans, not all, in fact, not not all at all then waiting for something to go wrong so they can like, jump on the team a little bit, which I find bizarre at this at this stage of uh, Villa's development. But it did feel like that for me in, in the whole send on Tuesday. You know, 1-0 became 2-0 very quickly and then 3-0 straight after half-time and you've given yourself virtually no, no chance. It's important to score, I think in that last game against Sheffield, you know, against Newcastle to, to get a goal back because otherwise that suddenly becomes a thing as well, doesn't it? Going games in a row without, without scoring, that would have been three in all competitions, I think, which is unthinkable under Unai Emery pro- probably a month ago. But we are suffering with injuries at the moment. Look, all teams have injuries. It, it's, it's just the way it is. But every week we say now, God, we need Paul Torres back because we just haven't looked as good on the ball without Paul Torres. Not only is he a big part of Villa defensively, going forward and just passing all around since he's not been there there's been a noticeable dip across the whole team
1: yeah there has um, i know we've we're kind of repeating what we've been saying over the last few weeks and yes it is he is a big miss but i feel like we're just lacking a little bit of rhythm altogether throughout the, throughout each department defense midfield and and the forward line i just feel like there's just a little bit of a disconnect. Things just aren't quite clicking at the moment. Um, and I don't know whether that could be put totally down to Paul Torres. I think he has been a miss. But do you not think that's, that... the, that's
2: the only change? That is the only thing that, that, that's changed. If you think about those Man City and Arsenal games, you know, other than, than him, it really is the, the same team. But he's, it's, he's it's, the start of everything, isn't he?
1: Yeah, it is. It, it, it is. Uh, I, you know, I don't, I think it's a, a combination of factors. So I think Paul Torres is definitely one. But I also think now, maybe looking back, the Manchester City and Arsenal games took a lot out of the players, and then the Manchester United defeat, I think, also psychologically was a tough one to swallow for the for the group. And I just don't think the level has been there from from everyone since that. And I don't think that's really down to to Paul Torres. I think maybe maybe it's games catching up with them. Maybe it's you know the expectation because people have started to talk around Aston Villa and you know I had a few tweets the other night about oh you know I don't I don't um, like this whole story around we've done so well and now you know oh it's fine that we drop off I don't think anybody's saying that it's fine you know nobody's immune from criticism but I just don't think you can take the Newcastle game in isolation you have to put perspective on everything and for me, this team is overachieving right now. It is overachieving. We we don't have the quality of Liverpool, Manchester City, and Arsenal. So where do we expect ourselves to be? Maybe sixth. Maybe with a good runner form, we can challenge for fifth, which might be Champions League, or maybe even with an even greater runner form, we can challenge for fourth. I don't think we should be, you know, expecting this group to be able to sustain top four year on year, this particular group, it needs adding to and it needs extra quality. Now, that's not to say that we can't get there this year, but I, I just don't think that the kind of standard expectation for this group of players should be Champions League because we don't have the same quality as the other sides I mentioned.
2: Yeah, David Keogh in the in the comments just says the back four against City and Arsenal was Luca Dean, Powell, Carlos and Konza. We haven't used that since and it's affected us massively. I think that's probably a that, that's a fair comment, isn't it? That, the back four was really good in those two two games, really good clean sheets. I never thought I'd be sat here missing Luca Dean if Moreno was fit. But actually, I do I feel like Moreno hasn't quite got back. To, to, the, to the Miranda that we saw last season, which is understandable due to due to a big injury this season. Ramsey, when he's come in, I know it's not been very much, but he hasn't got back to the level of, of last season. Either. So, you know, they're two big players from last season, not there. Mings, Buendia, still not there, obviously. So I, 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 I'm with you that we were punching above our weight slightly. I still, I had us down as fifth at the start of the season that that was where I thought I
1: thought we we would finish i guess we were never that... we were never going to go through the season continuing no, of the form that there was going was to ridiculous. be a natural regression there was going to be a natural regression so this is our this is our patch now the question is can you come through it have you got the the, the squad depth we've definitely got the manager so this this little patch will end at some point and we'll come back through the other side and start picking up positive results again I think it's ideal I think actually the game at Sheffield United is ideal for us because it's a game where I think we're probably going to have a lot of the ball so let's try and try and overcome some of the issues that we've had in previous weeks in terms of breaking down sides I think this is a great chance for some of these players to show that
0: That's chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW void were prohibited by loss. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Still fighting.
2: Yeah, could do with an early goal. Could not we go do with going ahead. I think whoever scored that first goal the other night against Newcastle was was going to be the the team in the ascendancy and go, the team that went on to win it. I felt like the first goal was vital in that game. I thought it was pretty even up, up until that point. I'm not saying we were brilliant, but I thought we had spells in the first half and they had spells in the first half as well. The thing that is encouraging me a little bit is, is that this time last year, I remember it being a, a bit like this. Unai had come in, and we we'd got off to a good start. Obviously, we beat Manchester United, and we started pretty well under him. And then we had a bit of a sticky patch around this time. But then when we came out of that sticky patch, we were like seven home games in a row. We, were, we I think we only lost twice. That was to Manchester United and Wolves for the, for the rest of the season. Possibly after after that, we had ten games unbeaten, as well, didn't we? At one point, so I feel like because Unai Emery's got us out of this kind of run this time last year, I feel like once we do get out of this run, I don't even think it's been that bad. We've lost a couple no. of games: Manchester United away, and Newcastle at home. Okay, fine. You know, we've lost. I mean, we turned it up against Manchester United, I know, but you know, usually two not acceptable defeats, but two defeats at the start of the season before any any football had been played, you wouldn't have been surprised by losing those two games. So I, I do think. We'll, we'll come out of it, but I was talking to Dolan earlier and about, about, about like the bench, and I was listing who I thought might be a sub tomorrow, and I, one only got to eight players, and two of them were goalkeepers. One of them was Chambers, who we've been trying to flock. So, you know, we, we, we feel stretched a little bit at the moment. Leon Bailey hasn't played the last couple of games. I assumed he might have had a knock of some sort. They were maybe managing his minutes a little bit. I don't believe that is the case, but it feels like if Bailey's to play, that means Cash can't play because Unai obviously looks at them as taking up the, the same areas. So I think Bailey will start because he was electric when he came on the, the other night. But that that does mean concert back to right back and Carlos back in.
1: Yeah, I think uh, I think Unai did say after the Newcastle game that Bailey had felt something in training, which oh, is why, yeah, which is why he didn't start. I can't remember off the top of my head what what that particular injury was, and I don't think he was asked about it today either, unless it was in the section that that will come out. Later tonight, but from the team news that we saw, there was no mention of Bailey. So I would expect him to play if he's fit. Available, there's no there's no way that he will be if he's fit that he'll be on the bench because he he seems to be a point of difference f- for us this this season. Um, and you know he is someone that particularly when you're coming up against sides who are going to sit in a little bit, he is someone who one v one can take someone take two players out out of the game and. And create space for others. So at the moment, he's absolutely vital. And I think, yeah, I think there will be changes at the back. So I think Consa will play at, at right back, and I think Carlos and, and Longley. If Carlos and Longley are both fit, they'll play, and then it'll be Moreno. And I think again, simply because of the physicality that Sheffield United have in their in their side, they've got some big lads, and they'll they'll be physical. So I think Unai will look at that and say that's that's why we need those the extra. Kind of centre back, really playing mm. at right back. So I think it will be concert Carlos Longley, and uh, Morena. I did kind of debate with myself after the game with Newcastle whether you know Longley could maybe sit out and Carlos could shift over because he has played left centre back before yeah. Diego Carlos. Um, you know the only reason maybe why that wouldn't happen is it's obvious that Emery likes to have balance with his centre backs and have a right and left footer and the angles that are opened up by having a left footer on the left side mean that, you know, it doesn't seem like he's keen on doing that. So I think it'll be cons of Carlos, and long lay at the back.
2: I agree with you. I think for this game as well against a Chris Wilder, so Sheffield United will be physical. I don't like Kamara having to drop into the back three in a game like this. I'd rather him be in midfield with Louise, with McGinn, make it, making that box and firming us up a, a little bit. Because Sheffield United, psy oh, AVFC is awake tonight, not asleep tonight. He said, he said twice there. Bailey's got a back issue, I can relate to that because my back's absolutely killing me as
1: normal. Well, thank you. <laughs> Thanks for the update there, Si, because uh, I couldn't remember what it was. But yeah, he's he's going to be, um, if he's fit, he plays. There's no no doubt. Yeah, obviously an
2: update on my back as well, which people would have, would have been riveted by. Sheffield United then. They have improved under Wilder. I've watched them a couple of times. They're definitely a better outfit than they were under, under Heckingbottom. I watched them against West Ham a few weeks ago at, at Bramall Lane. The game finished 2-2. I thought they were really good and looked really dangerous. They have got a couple of players that I like in there, but I like Harmer in in midfield. I think he's a he's a really really good player from what, from what I've seen of him at the back end of last season with Coventry and what I've seen from Sheffield United so far this season. But a Bramall Lane, I think it's a I think it's a hard game. I don't think I think I think Sheffield United. I wouldn't rule them out putting a run together at some point, especially at home. And like I say, they went up against West Ham, who have been in the top six of the Premier League in, in recent times. and I thought they gave them a really good game. The game became end-to-end. I think that really suited Sheffield United. So actually, Villa can get, get some control and not turn it into a game like that. I think that would be the advice that I'd give them, which I'm sure they're not bothered about.
1: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, so I think what what Wilder's tried to do is, is move them a little bit higher at the pitch and made them a little bit more compact so there's less space between defence and attack. So I think they're under hecking bottom. they were... They were defending so deep and it was just causing them more problems and really was giving them any sort of positive. So he's tried to move them up the pitch, tried to be a bit more compact. And I think he's probably tried to stop conceding so many goals. Now, recently, that hasn't quite gone to plan. But I think at the start, first and foremost, he was like, let's stop shipping goals and then we'll try and nick one down the other end. But recently, it hasn't, hasn't really gone to plan um, as you say, they've got some talent. I've, you know, People who know me know that I like Gus Harmer. I think he's excellent. Watched him a lot in the Championship. Um, I think Emery picked him out today in his presser, talking about how he's a threat in between the lines and running beyond as well, which we actually found out when he eventually came off the bench at Villa yeah. Park. Um, he also picked out uh, Vinicius Souza, who I think will probably play... In the defensive midfield role, they'll they'll probably go 4 1, 4 1 is the kind of way they've been going in, in the Premier League. And Vinicius will kind of sit behind the four and try and mop up anything in there. He's big and strong. And again, you know, rule number one when you're playing against Newcastle is don't give away set pieces. And we gave away stupid corners and stupid free kicks fairly early in the game and eventually were punished. It's going to be the same for Sheffield United. Minimize free kicks and corners. They've got long throws as well. Stop the long throws. Stop giving away balls, you know, level with the edge of your own penalty area because it's asking for danger in your own box. So it's those things that we've got to cut out defensively. And I think, as you say, if we can get an early goal, more the better because we're able then to control the game. And if we are able to get that, you know, I would expect us to go on and win it.
2: He's gone a little bit back to what made them good that that season. They they finished seventh. Look, it's a big ask for them to stay up, they've also added Ben Brereton Diaz to, to their ranks. Already scored a, a couple of goals, so we have to be wary of him as well.
1: Yeah, he, he's. Uh, I mean, he scored the other night, didn't he, at Palace, which was a, a really good goal. And he against added, West Ham as well. Yeah, and he, he's added a little bit of extra quality. Uh, I wasn't. I mean, I, I thought he would do pretty well. I wasn't quite expecting him to come in and 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 make the impact that he has because Sheffield United have I've needed a little bit of extra quality going forward and it seems like he's brought it and he's brought it straight away. Um, so, yeah, I mean, he'll be a threat. I think he'll probably start from the left and, and kind of cut in from there. So it'll be down to Esri Consta to try and defend him. But he's certainly one that can score a goal from 30 yards or 25 yards, as we've seen. So it's someone that we can't, you know, let have space let, let him have too much space around the edge of edge of our box. I think the other thing that Chris Wilder seems to have done recently, he's kind of and you'll see with a lot of his post match interviews in the last couple of games, he's trying to get that siege mentality with him and his players. He's, you know, he's talking about referees, you know, nobody nobody wants us to get a result, all this sort of stuff. And he's trying to create that togetherness in the dressing room and that siege mentality which he'll try and feed off at home as well oh no nice. did, did
2: you do that on purpose after this after sandwich gate?
1: <laughs> no, I didn't oh, actually. But you, I, you you've teed it up nicely. Yeah. After Sam, if you haven't seen sandwich, sandwich Gate, you've got to check that out.
2: Unbelievable post-match interview. Having a go because he went into the referees' room and one of the officials was eating a sandwich, and he did. Chris Wilder did not like that not at, at all. I thought I thought the feed below was done on purpose because we'd mentioned it <laughs> before before we started. I was going to say Ben Bruton today absolutely fascinates me because obviously you know he's a an English striker that's gone on to play for for Chile because of his because of his mum. So he's. Added Diaz to the end of his name and grown his hair like Marcello Salas. Absolutely <laughs> fascinates me. Ben Berries and Diaz. My mum's my mum's Italian, so like if I decided, and not that I'm a footballer, but if I decided to go and play for Italy, I'd have to I'd add her surname onto the end of my name, and my name would be Dan Bardell Belisario. What a striker he would be.
1: Ooh, how glamorous is that. Oh, I that's should really, I,
2: really I should change my surname yeah. to Belisario, shouldn't I? Should not. Might yeah, get more work if true. I've got that surname?
1: It's like Sam Aladici. If his yeah. if his surname was that, he'd get get some top jobs.
2: I just feel like having a, a surname like that would would help in the industry. Look at <laughs> look at look at Buzaglo. She's everywhere, and yeah, you she's know, got a, like a glamorous surname, hasn't she? B- Absolutely, Buzaglo.
1: yeah. Dan, yeah,
2: yeah. Dan Bardell belisario Watch out for that in August on Skydive. Dan Bardell <laughs> belisario on, on the on the transfer shows. What else should we talk about, Dave? Anything? Diarby. A few people have mentioned him in the comments. Not quite there. At the moment, I do feel he's a victim of his own success a little bit because he's still new to the league and new to the country. But because he got off to an absolute flying start, he's hit a sticky patch now. and it's obviously more noticeable because of how good he was at the beginning. But he's too good a player. He'll, he'll come roaring back. But just at the moment, it's just not quite happening for him. I do, I do think he's not always as involved in the games as, as he should be. But I think he's just lacking confidence at the moment for whatever it is. that yeah. spell out the team? hurt him a little bit? Hmm
1: yeah i think you know i think it's you're right he's been a victim of his own success because he started off on fire and then having set those high standards if you just dip a little bit from those standards it 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 sometimes you know impacts on on the way people think about you but i think we just need to be calm just be calm with Musa Diaby. he will come back and i think you know the manager has said that he's had one-to-one meetings with him you know meetings where he's been involved as part of the group as well and I think he's just trying to reiterate the message that you know this is all part of the process and all part of the progression of Aston Villa as a football club you know there's there's no kind of line of development that you have to stick to sometimes you know you will have a, a, a a great run of form, and sometimes you won't. And it's just about not being too hypercritical of yourself and and just staying calm. And eventually the form will turn. You know, I think he he is suffering a little bit with a lack of confidence. And, you know, sometimes managers are tempted to just keep playing players because they will eventually find that form again. It'd be interesting to see whether he sticks with him for for Sheffield United. I think he will, tomorrow. But Ramsey, Ramsey's
2: if, back now, so he could at yeah. some point go back to Ramsey on the left and Tillemans playing playing off Watkins, couldn't
1: he? Yeah, I mean, for, for me, I would probably go with Bailey, McGinn, Louise, Ramsey as my midfield, with Tillemans as the as the shadow striker next to Watkins and maybe take Kamara out. Oh, um,
2: steady on, Dave. That's a bit of a boisterous claim.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's he's not me. He's 9 o'clock
2: now, though, so he's past the watershed. But yeah, that's you're that's right. But it's an outrageous yeah. claim. How come you I, take I, Kamara out?
1: I would, yeah. I would. Maybe maybe, yeah. Come on, hey. I would. No. Uh, it's not, that's not I mean, that's not me trying to like be hypercritical of him. I just think I think he struggled against Newcastle. And I'm not sure he's kind of after the suspension has kind of come in and like a number of the players really been on been on that top form. And I think a lot of our tempo and a lot of the way we play comes from the aggression. And the tempo that our midfield set, and you know, I thought McGinn was better when he moved inside after the substitutions against Newcastle, and I just think maybe there's a, there's an argument to take Kamara out of the firing line just for a game, just to see how McGinn and Louise go in that in that midfield, and then it, he's an option to bring on as a high quality as a high quality player, and then I would I would probably go with Tielemans next to next to Watkins because. I don't think, again, like, Telemans didn't have the best game against Newcastle, but he didn't really get into it. And he was having to do far too much defending because we'd lost control of, of the game. So to have him involved in the game a little bit more, I think it would be better to see him next to Watkins.
2: I mean, the Kamara opinion is not a popular opinion.
1: You know, no? In
2: the live chat, Dave. That's right. We don't have
1: to agree. Just, just I've you know, everyone's got
2: an opinion. We don't, we don't have to agree that he's a very spicy take. David Stiles. Is it, I
1: didn't think that would be that spicy. spicy feels spice,
2: oh, isn't it feels spicy, is not it? I thought straight away, I was like, ooh, Dave. It's not like you. <laughs> That's not like it you. isn't like me, you're right. Um, you've, been, me. you've been getting used to the hot takes on, on Sky Sports News, on the transfer shows, and you've bought it into, bought it into this business, Dave. Yeah, so you brought right about everyone. Look, everyone does have an opinion. There's two opinions here about the Diarby right next to each other that couldn't have been any different. John Steele says Diarby will be a gem. Everyone was giving it out about Bailey and look at him now, which I think is a a fair point, albeit, you know, badly was across two and a half years. Uh, Shariq J says, can't say the RB is a victim. He's not even playing average. He's been beyond poor regardless of his initial performances. Come on. So, we can't, just, everyone does Everyone does have their opinions, and quite often they're uh, they're, they're different. David Keo says, that's a vindaloo of a takedown. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh, honestly, I, you've never done, in, you've probably been doing this now for about 12 months, and you've never said anything where I've thought, that's outrageous, Dave, but tonight <laughs> you, 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 you've done it.
1: And I'm, and I'm totally sober.
2: You're so... doubling down on it as well? Just sticking yeah, my uh, standing bite?
1: Yeah, yeah, why yeah. not? Yeah, yeah. He's
2: drunk on Walker's sensations, Dave. He's cleaning <laughs> them off himself before he came on to, came on to they, the What dish.
1: can I say? They were on offer. They were on offer, so I had to do it. What,
2: flavour? Like the chilli ones?
1: No, I went for the uh chicken. Roast chicken. Ooh. Even that's a, everyone for sensations. It's spicy.
2: I've never, I've never. No, well, no, because the chili ones are a bit spicy. I've, <laughs> I've never seen anyone not go for the the chili ones. Sensations. I don't think I've ever seen anyone else eat any other type of sensations. I felt like it was the the chili ones, but we're bordering on Matt Kendrick and Dan Rollington uh, talking, talking about crisps <laughs> on the on the show. Anything else we should we should be talking about? Dave, we certainly shouldn't be talking about crisps.
1: Uh, no, don't think so. I think we've yeah. we've covered it. I've, I mean, I, I feel like I'm I'm reeling now from the spicy take. Yeah, so I'm not sure I've got anything left in the locker.
2: Cameron, Cameron Archer probably won't play. He's been on the bench recently. Let's hope he stays oh, there yeah. for 90 minutes because I don't want to be
1: saying that again. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, that was. I mean, you could. It was going to happen, wasn't it? In the home game, it was just going to happen. So, yeah, why why not? He'll probably come off the bench and. And do us, do us some damage, but hopefully we're already a up by that point, so it won't matter.
2: There's a few people asking about the the new crest. It was supposed to have been revealed by now, but there's obviously been a delay on it. I know there's been some interesting stuff going on with the trademarks yet again. There's a very interesting post on Twitter. I think the guy is called Balaban's Boot. I don't know. The, oh, oh, you have seen it, Dave? Because I sent it in a, in, a, in a WhatsApp group earlier, but you were probably too busy eating sensations. Benjamin Thomas says lamb sensations. Apparently, should be the should be lamb. the one. I didn't know they were a thing. Lamb sensations. No. Apparently. Were a one, I've I don't know if that means that. they're not in existence no anymore. Maybe it
1: was limited edition,
2: yeah. I mean, we t- if Chris Wilder can talk about referees eating sandwiches, there's, there's no reason why we can't talk about crisps. Absolutely. I, like, I inc- incidentally, are sensations your favorite crisps?
1: Yeah, but I do like have you, the Doms ones. Have you said have you had have you seen those? I'm have not you seen, I might,
2: I'm, no, I'm not. They're none good. Of that nonsense. If I want cris- good. If I'm having crisps, they need to be crisps.
1: Well, they are they are essentially crisps, but mm. they call them poppadoms. Yeah. I need Davis the comments Davis. to back me up now.
2: Yeah, someone will. David Starr says there's some interesting stuff on the Crest on the latest Moms podcast. and I haven't listened to the, the latest Moms podcast, but I will say Dave is always across. All the, not Dave. Dave Michaels from My Old Man says he's always across all this stuff and all the stuff from the, the fan consultation meetings and whatnot. So, so do check that out. Also, I'm trying to think what my favourite crisps are as well. I've really been thrown at the end of this. But I like calling the Original Dorita.
1: Cool original, yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, underrated, I'd say. Underrated. If I'm in the shop, that'll be
2: invariably be what I, what I pick out. Mm. So, yeah, salt and vinegar discurs, Lee hey, Johnson. Old I like a pickled on your monster munch as well. Oh, time yeah, time. yeah, yeah. Old school. Hula hoops. Like a yeah. salt and vinegar Chip, hula hoops.
1: Chipstick? chipstick. Oh, no, no,
2: no. <laughs> Not the chipstick. Do you, do you have that with like a, a, cali- a calypso or caly- caly- calypso? Is that called calypso? I think it was box thing that you used to put the straw in at school. <laughs> Uh, Spicy Nick Nat hands producer saying Don't down oh, we oh, yeah.
1: wow, yeah, Where's this dog? We've never I done know. anything like this ever I don't know, what, what time are we kicking off tomorrow? Uh, question. <laughs> Still be
2: here Five, 5.30, we'll, we'll be talking yeah. I've got to go shopping in the day but I'll make sure I'm back for the Villa game Of course, right then, let's go Because I've managed to get through a whole show without a dog kicking off As well, which is an absolute miracle So let's go, before that happens Cat Cannon says Space Invaders end off. They used to be about 10p, didn't they? Space mm. Invaders, where's the yeah, prophet? Where is the profit margin there? Space Invaders, yeah. there can't have been much. Right, let's go. Dave, thank you ever so much for joining me. Lee, thank you ever so much for producing. And thank you to those that have listened or watched the show as well. Do all the things that help us, like reviewing, comments, all that stuff, subscribing. Wherever you get your pods, all that stuff helps. Be a show on Monday with Greg, me in the UK. Greg live from Thailand, of course, now. That's where he seems to be at at the moment. So, yeah, watch out for that on Monday. Hopefully, we'll be talking about a Villa win. Have a great rest of your Friday night and a superb weekend and safe travels to all those going to Bramall Lane. Only one thing left to say. Up the Villa.